Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Mike's on. He's ready to go. On the fan. New York Sports Radio. Mike's on. Mike's on. He'll get you the sports any way that he can. It's Mike Francis on the fan. All right, a little after six, we're here on The Fan. I'm actually in the city today, so I'm in my old studio. First time I've been in the studio since early uh, December. Uh, It's a rare visit here, so I'm uh, in the studio that uh, bears my name, which uh, Joe and Evan use every day, so... Uh, back in uh, my old stomping ground, and we are awaiting the Hall of Fame vote. And uh, obviously, there's no drama for Derek Jeter. There is obviously drama for Kurt Schilling. There is obviously drama for Larry Walker. I, for one, won't vote for Larry Walker to get in. I would say no. Uh, it's going to be close. Why? 70 points higher on, at home than on the road. He's the product of the ballpark. I'm sorry, he is. Look at his numbers. They're overwhelmingly home. They're not close. They're overwhelming. He's 70 points in batting average. A 270 hitter on the road. A 348 lifetime hitter in, in Colorado. I'm sorry, that's too much. It's too much. It just makes too much of a difference. Uh, Schilling, I think absolutely. I think he's a Hall of Famer. I think he was a dominant. See, I like guys who were dominant. In, in their era, where they were dominant players, and he was a dominant pitcher. He made a big difference. And, of course, Vegeta, and it's funny, as we see this day, and this is the last, you know, the last hurrah for Vegeta. There's nothing left uh, to win. There's no more uh, hills to climb. There's no more awards to receive. This one comes years later. It's the one that uh, everyone says means the most. I'm, I'm sure you won't get a lot of emotion out of Vegeta. You never do. Uh, because it's so expected. I mean, even he, uh, you know, there's no drama for him even with the Hall of Fame because of his, uh, you know, his career. But um, having been here and watched him break in and having watched every big game, either in person, or I mean, most of them in the playoffs in person, uh, that he ever played, having watched him over such a long period of time, it makes you realize just, you know, how fa- how quickly time goes. Because when you get to see, you know, I didn't see uh, Mickey Mantle in his prime. I saw Mickey Mantle as a baby in, you know, 1961. I watched him in later years when he, I, I remember him obviously in 62. I remember him in 64 when he could still Still was a very, you know, talented player. I watched as he eroded after that for the four years, 65 to 68. I saw Bobby Mercer play his whole career. I saw Don Mattingly play his whole career. Um, 
I watched Jeter and all that Yankee group play their whole careers. But as you watch the guy play and you watch him as the rookie and then you watch how the career takes shape, you know, his career took shape so quickly. He went from being a raw rookie to being something special and a leader so quickly. And he was so mature, by, you know, in terms of performance and in terms of his ability to handle himself so mature beyond his years. You know, there was no learning curve for him in that stuff. He took the things so quickly and he got it from the beginning. He always knew how to handle himself. He always knew how to handle the media. He always knew what was proper, what was right, what the right thing to do in the right spot. Uh, we've seen very few careers like that. You know, there were so few missteps. Really, there were, in, in big terms, there were none. I mean, and I know sometimes it's hard to put his career into some perspective because he never won an MVP. He was never the most dominant player because he was not, you know, he was not a five-tool superstar like we know them because he was not a power hitter. He, in essence, was a leadoff hitter. He was a top-of-the-lineup hitter. He wasn't the best defensive shortstop. There was always somebody who was a little better. He wasn't the best hitter. There was always somebody a little better. But when you put the combination together, there was such a incredible efficiency to performance and there was also such a clutch and he's a guy who lifted his game most guys don't even play to their own level in the postseason he not only played to his own level he lifted his game in the postseason year after year and he lived in the postseason he was on the right team see his performance and the nuances of it the little things that mattered that he did that wouldn't have mattered on a team that didn't win. So he was in the right city. He was with the right team and he was the right player for that time. And he had the, the career that I compare, I compare him to in a lot of ways is to me, he was a lot like magic Johnson. There were flaws to the game, just like there was the magics. But when you added it all up, there was a leadership and there was a specialty to the game that was in many ways flawless. And they, they, they won a lot. And that was a big part of it. And, you know, there were always other guys, but he had a special place and he was clearly the quintessential leader. And that makes a big difference. It really does. And now he will get his last accolade. And I'm sure knowing how his career has gone, would you expect anything but Jeter to wind up with a hundred percent? I wouldn't. I mean, not that I care because I don't. I mean, to me, who cares if he got 97, 98, or 99%? I mean, somebody will care. But, I mean, really, does it matter? It doesn't take away from who he is. It just takes away from some voter who is just, you know, wanting to make a splash. Because how would you, in good conscience, not vote him to the Hall of Fame? It makes no sense. But, hey, somebody didn't vote for Willie Mays. Somebody didn't vote for Mickey Mantle. Somebody decided, I don't put anybody on a first ballot. Well, who cares? The bottom line is, there's no issue here. None. 
the more fascinating thing is who else gets in if anybody does. Does Walker squeak through? Does Schilling get in? And we know none of the steroid guys are going to break the barrier. That's not happening. Will that eventually happen? No, I don't think so. I think what will happen first is that there will be a guy in the Hall of Fame who we will learn without any any doubt that he was a steroid guy and we didn't know it officially and then we're going to find out that he is and it's going to ruin that whole idea of keeping it pristine and then you have to let him all in. It's going to eventually happen because I think it's probably already happened. I don't know that it's happened, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if it has. And it's going to happen and that's going to change it. That's the only way it changes. Do I think they'll be a change of heart and all of a sudden they'll vote these guys in? No, because let's be honest. If you're not going to take Barry Bonds, even ahead of A-Rod, even ahead of Clemens, even ahead of Manny Ramirez, if you're not going to take Barry Bonds, who played baseball, if you look at his career, at a level that only Babe Ruth ever approached, how could he not be in the Hall of Fame? He so dominated the game, we have never seen anybody ever, ever, ever dominate the game like he dominated. So if we're not going to put him in the Hall of Fame, then we're not putting anybody in the Hall of Fame. So then nobody's getting in when it comes to that because if he doesn't go first, it doesn't make any sense. That's how dominant the level of performance was. All right, when we come back, we'll have your answers. All right, we're back, and you can get the app for free at radio.com, and it will be a place that you will find has pretty much everything that you're looking for. So and you can find me there every day at radio.com. So look at us for uh, all different stuff, including the five-minute morning and all the different stuff. Uh, so And then at 5 o'clock and then on the fan at 6 o'clock, so you can get us every day at radio.com. We're waiting uh, for the, you know, non-dramatic moment of, with, with Derek Jeter. They draw this out now unbelievably. Uh, so um, we'll give it to you as it happens. Larry Walker, Kurt Schilling, and uh, Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter is getting in. The question is, is he going to go in alone or will he go in with Larry Walker? Will he go in with uh, Kurt Schilling? Larry Walker is in. I don't agree Uh, I don't want to rain on his parade. Uh, His credentials are there. 313 hitter, three batting titles, 384 home runs, etc. But the splits between home and away were so enormous. 70 points just in batting average. Uh, Stock in home runs and RBIs. I I just, you know, the cause field guys getting in is is a little much. You know, I'm sure that Helton's very happy to see that as a, a, you know, for the future, but uh, I'd have a problem. I think Larry Walker's a really good player. Hall of Famer? Mm. Almost traded one's head up for for Bernie Williams. You know, that trade almost happened. Came very close to a head up trade for Bernie Williams, Larry Walker. So um, to me, I know I'm a hard marker. I admit it. uh, he he'd fall on the ne- he'd be on the negative side for me. I would have I would not have put Larry Walker in. But congratulations to Larry Walker. He gets in. Uh, and the question is, will he be joined by? Well, we know he's joined by Derek Jeter. The only question for Derek Jeter is, did he get a perfect score? Uh, Jeter 
joins Larry Walker in the Hall of Fame. Uh, we'll get the scoring in a minute, get the voting, and see if he got 100% of the votes. That's the only issue with Jeter. Is he at 98, 99, 100? Uh, uh, you know, he's going to be probably over 99%. We'll see if he's at 100. That's the only thing that matters. Uh, here we go. Um, Larry Walker just got in. He got in by six votes. He got, you need 75%. He got 76.6. So Larry Walker squeaks in. 76.6 will have whether Jeter got in. Uh, and I guess that's it, right? No one else got in? Is that it? Just the two? So Kurt Schilling, what did he get? Do we know what? See, I would have put Kurt Schilling in. Uh, so only Derek Jeter and Larry Walker have been elected. Larry Walker was elected at 76.6. He got in by six votes. I don't know how many Schilling got. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, we'll get the voting in a minute. We'll also get whether Jeter got 100%. Uh, but I personally would not have put Walker in. And this is not any, you know, I'm just trying to be honest here. I think the, the, the big problem for him is home away. Uh, we know what an advantage it is offensively to play in Coors Field. When you hit 348 lifetime in Coors Field and 313 for your career, 270 on the road, and you have splits that are also equally heavy to home for home runs and RBIs, I, I have a problem with that. I don't think Park should be that enormous of a difference I think that takes away. I think it detracts. So, but he did get in. He got in at 76.6. He squeaked his way in by six votes. So Larry Walker got in. I'm waiting to see just two things. Number one, did Jeter get 100% of the votes? Because I know some of you care about that. I know that's important to you, that he gets 100% of the vote. Schilling got 70%. So how many votes does that come down to? Jeter got uh, nine. He he was one short. He got ninety nine point uh, seven to Mariano's one hundred. He got three ninety six of three ninety seven. There's always one fool out there who wants to be different. I mean, you know. Now you know why this guy. Nobody should call him because all this guy wants is somebody to call him. What this guy decided is, I'm going to be the guy who's going to get national attention now. I'm going to have guys calling from my ballot. I'm going to have guys calling me names, but I'm going to get to do a million interviews. I'm going to get to go on Baseball Network. I'm going to get to go on all the shows and try to explain to you why I didn't put Derek Jeter in the first year. I mean, just don't even bother. Don't even go look for the guy. He's not worth your trouble, okay? I mean... And Schilling was 20. So Walker got in by six votes to hit 76.6. Schilling was 20 votes shy of getting in. Now, Schilling doesn't have a lot of friends. Okay, and I think that hurts him. But to me, when I'm looking at it, I want the guy. See, I don't look at, see, some people look at compiling as a positive. I look at compiling as a negative. Because I think you're supposed to be above compiling when it comes to the Hall of Fame. I think you're supposed to dominate. I think the Hall of Fame is for the guys who are no-brainers, who their performance is top. Schilling left a mark on the sport. He dominated the sport. 
He dominated big games. He was a great big game pitcher. I want to give that. I I care more about the guy who wins that game than who pitched a one nothing shutout against a second division team in August on some uh, Thursday night. I don't care about that game. I care about the bloody sock. I care about the games he won in big spots. I care about him, you know, performing the way we watched him do in the postseason. He was a dominant, dominant guy. All right, here's what we have. G to 396, 99.7. We already said one fool left him off. Don't go looking for the fool. Larry Walker got 304 votes. That's 76.6. He got in by six. This was his last year, Larry. That was it. He was gone with the wind after this year, so he got in. Schilling, who has two years left to get in, got 70% of the votes. 278. Needed 20 more votes to get in. Roger Clemens was next, 61%. Barry Bonds, 60%. Was that up from last year? Was that even from last year? Can you guys tell me? Are they gaining in traction? Are they losing? Where are they? Are they the same? Uh, Clemens and Bonds, who, let's be honest, are both Hall of Famers. If there's a Hall of Fame, they both belong. Yes, they both abuse steroids, but these guys were so good. Steroids didn't put them. Did, did steroids help them? Absolutely. Did steroids take them to a different level? Yeah, but these guys weren't just Hall of Famers. These guys were immortal players. They're two of the best players of all time. First time over 60. Um, as you can see, nobody wants to get involved with Manny Ramirez. He got 28% of the vote. Now listen. Manny Ramirez should get zero or he should get, you know, 80% of the vote because Manny Ramirez is, I mean, is he a guy who abused it? Absolutely. Is he a off him? Yes. Is he an all-time great? Yes. I mean, you got, you got a bunch of guys like that, you know, and you got to figure out what to do with them. And that's something that's a real black eye for baseball. It's a black eye for baseball's history. Not to know what to do with Clemens, with Bonds, with A-Rod, with Manny with Sammy, with McGuire, and with all the other steroid guys who have come down the pike. There's a bunch of them that belong in the Hall of Fame, as we know. They're Hall of Famers. If you're looking for the guys who registered votes this year, somebody actually voted for J.J. Putz. He got a vote. Maybe he got the vote he didn't get. Rollo Banya's got a vote. That was because of the home run he hit at Yankee Stadium. That was it. He got it for that, for that one uh, home run. He got, he got a vote. Okay. Cliff Lee got two votes. Eric Chavez got two votes. There's a guy who's a Hall of Fame, Eric Chavez. Paul Canerco got 10 votes, all from the Canerco family. Jason Giambi, who I, I think has a connection to the show or has through the years, has uh, got six votes. I've heard his name once or twice on this program. Got six votes. Might as well let me mention it once in a while. He got six votes. Bobby Abreu got 22. Andy got 45 and 11% of the vote. Andrew Jones, who is not a Hall of Famer. Jeff Kent, who I think was a really good player, but a, a cut below a Hall of Famer. Scott Rowland. Omar Vizquel. 
And then Bonds and Clemens broke 60% for the first time ever, but 60% is still a long way from getting in. They need another 60 votes to get in a piece. So they are on the outside looking in. So congratulations to the captain. He gets 99.7. Somebody will look at that tomorrow as a negative. Okay? Just to show you how silly things are. That Mariano got 100 and Gita got 99.7 and that that's a slight. Yeah. Nowhere in this world is getting 99.7% of the vote and get into the Hall of Fame a slight. Okay? I mean, come on. And Larry Walker will join him so that he's not in alone among the, you know, the regular entrants. So Larry Walker gets in at 76.6. And Schilling doesn't make it by 20 votes. And again, Schilling's, you know, mouth, some of his views could easily have cost him 20 votes. Hey, I think Schilling is a Hall of Famer. I really do. Of that of that group, I think he's a Hall of Famer. Now, again, again, I'm not counting the guys who are automatics, like Bonds and Clemens and guys like that, who and Manny Ramirez, who you know we know they're if they're not tinged by steroids, they're in on the first ballot. All of them, they're all time greats, all time greats, legendary figures. And some, somehow, some way, that will all change one day. Baseball's got a lot of mess. It's got a lot of gaps in its history right now. And it probably hasn't had this bad an offseason in a long time because look at what's gone on in the last couple of weeks. Not only what went on with the sign-stealing scandal, look at the shots that Larusa have taken. Look at the shots that Trout took. I mean, look at some of the stuff that's going on this week. Some of the innuendo. You know, rumors about eight teams being involved. No one knows if that's true or not true. I mean, who knows? And I've seen people criticizing the commissioner about how he's handling this thing. Here's one thing about criticizing the commissioner about all this stuff. Unless you know exactly what the commissioner knows, it's hard to, it's really hard to criticize him here about the way he's handling this because we don't know exactly what he knows. There's a lot of information we don't know about all this stuff. We don't have all the information about this sign stealing stuff. We don't know how close other teams were or whether other teams were involved. There's been all kinds of rumors that there were, so we don't even know that. All we know is there's some guys who uh, bit the dust because of it. That, that's what we know. But today is a day that Ajita earned, and rightfully so, earns a chance to uh, basically step into the Summer Sun, one more time, and have it merely just allow him to bask in the glory of it, which he has earned with that career that he put forth. So he has another big day coming to him in Canton, one he richly deserves, the grand stage, joining the other Yankee Immortals in the, the Hall of Fame as a first ballot Hall of Famer. I know you guys are going to now feverishly go look and run and the search has begun for that one guy who, how dare he leave Jeter off the ballot. You know what I would say? Find something better to do with your time. We'll see you tomorrow. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.